The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Welcome, everybody. My name is Carl Carafel, alongside the curator of Topics, Mighty Joe. And this, as you're going to see in that little logo come up, is Turnbuckle Talk. Welcome, Joe. Yeah, man, just uh, sharing it out so other people can enjoy our live uh, show here today. Yeah, we've got a cool one, uh, man, and it's been a busy day here at Turnbuckle Studios. We just got off peeling back the curtain, recording Rewind <laughs> for this week, and on top of it all, it is a certain person's birthday today. Happy birthday, sir. Thank you very much. Yes, it is my birthday, so thank you very much. And anybody that uh, does comment or anything on this, thank you, thank you, thank you, first and foremost. I appreciate it. <laughs> Mighty Joe. This episode today is going to be very much so WWE-centric, and unfortunately, we really do have to talk about <laughs> have they lost their minds? I really wanted to call it have they lost their f- minds? No. Bleep that. Um, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, unbelievable right now. Unbelievable. This is something, okay, our first topic today, this is something that we have talked about before, but we've talked about this with John Cena. Now we're seeing this come up again. John, how are you, my friend? Good to see you. Uh, you stay stay right there because I, I we want to get all of your opinions on this as well. JPJ, love you, man. Yeah. Thank you so much. Things are going great. I want all of your opinions in that chat on this. So Mighty Joe is very heated when it comes to the WWE announcing talents that is returning or coming back before they show up. Now, the WWE has since gone and done this yet again with Randy Orton this past Monday, which was yesterday. They did that for Randy Orton on Raw, announced that he is returning and that he would be opening up the show. They couldn't do it with John Cena this time because, well, (laughs) you've already pulled in John Cena, and that's where your number draw should have come from. I don't believe that they should have done this. Mighty Joe, I know your feelings on this, but for anybody new that is watching or listening, please, I want you to discuss this with me right now. It's one of those things, Carl, and this opinion stemmed largely back probably even when we kind of first started the podcast, that one of my biggest frustrations for a long time with WWE, and this revolves around house shows tying into other events, especially when there's championships involved. And so, you know, we would have an upcoming match for a championship. And, of course, we know at the house shows, well, not so much now, but especially back a little while ago, that sometimes even the championship would be defended at these house shows and say, you know, we're recording these things so far in advance. And then they would say, you know, on raw or, or whatever, before these house shows happens and before these higher event, higher up shows happen. Oh, WWE champion, John Cena will be defending his title on raw. Like, cool. You just spoiled that whole thing for those house show people, because you know, obviously that, you know, the title isn't going to change hands there. When it comes to announcing returns and appearances and stuff like that, I'm kind of more 50-50 on it now here, Carl. Sometimes I do understand that you need to announce things to draw in a crowd. I I do get that to a certain extent. You've changed my mind largely on that to a certain extent sometimes, as has some other people. But still at the same time, in professional wrestling, as most of you guys are very well aware, Carl is very well aware of this. I am a big fan of the surprise 
moments. It's one of those great things in professional wrestling that I really pop for. You know, whether it be AJ Styles appearing at the 2016 Royal Rumble, whether it be the Hardys coming back at WrestleMania, that kind of stuff. Chris Jericho appearing in New Japan wrestling to challenge Kenny Omega. Those are the kind of moments that I love about professional wrestling. But sometimes we let the cat out of the bag too early. And I would agree with you that I think that this was more of in that category. I I have to agree with that. Personally, I would have loved to have seen maybe Riddle open up the show and do his whole, woe is me, I miss my friend Randy Orton. And then, boom, we've got Randy Orton that comes out. Thank you for putting that up. I was getting to that in just a moment here. Uh, JPJ saying, it's all about ratings when it comes to Raw and SmackDown now. I think they are of the belief that they announce more eyes will tune in as opposed to things being a surprise. Yes, I definitely do get that. Right now, though, they already announced and, and had Goldberg come in. They've already announced and had John Cena come in. Those two names right there, if you're pulling those two vintage names back into the fold for a little bit, you were probably thinking that those two names are going to draw the numbers, that those two names are going to draw the eyes and the viewers over to Raw or SmackDown. So there should not have been any reason unless they failed. Now, that comes to my next question. Do you think that these two that I mentioned, Goldberg and John Cena, their returns back into the company, have they failed? That's tough, man. It's With the Cena one, I think you can definitely make an argument that that's been pretty successful to a certain extent. Uh, The viewership, maybe numbers don't really reflect that too much. Uh, When it comes to Goldberg, I mean... There's there's a guy that I think that again it's it's tough. I understand the appeal of Goldberg. Even back in the WCW days, I get the appeal of Goldberg. Yeah. And at the at, at the time, even like somewhat in the back of my mind, you know, I was maybe still a little naive as a wrestling fan back then. But uh, he just was perceived as this, as this indestructible guy that just went out there and killed everybody in a very short span of time. It didn't really dawn on me at that point that. The reason for that was because he wasn't really that great of a wrestler, but I'll just uh, <laughs> say that. But but now, kind of in hindsight, and especially now we know more about this now, like my positive feelings for Goldberg are few and far between these days. Uh, I, I get it that you need stuff like that to to pop a rating to to bring in some people. I get that to a certain extent, but to always rely have to fall back into that kind of stuff. It's, it's a real sign of weakness, in, in, in my opinion. And I think it, it's even more impactful now that you've gotten rid of a bunch of people and then you, whether they're taking that money to make these kind of appearances happen, that's something I can't speculate on <laughs> for right. risk of a, yeah. you know, but uh, it's tough because, I, I mean, you got to put, put yourself in, uh, I, I know maybe we'll kind of break down some more of the kind of the releases, but like put yourself in Bronson Reed's position. And then you see them bringing a friggin' Goldberg as, as Bronson Reed. I would be pissed. Dude, they, they made Bronson Reed on NXT recently. They, they made him into one of those top-tier stars. And yes. then they're like, see you later. I, I, I heard that that had happened, and I think uh, our friends at Love Wrestling did a reacts or something like that right around it. And I was just like, what? What what are these guys doing? Like they, they, they this was essentially a, a homegrown star. They 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 had it, and then what did they see that that made them want see you later? Like, like like did he you know did he take a dump on the boss's desk? Like what happened? What happened to the, to this guy? Did, what what did he do to piss somebody off? Like I I don't, I, I I'm at a loss for words here, Carl. And then we're gonna push Goldberg into uh, possibly a semi main event. Totally, totally boggles my mind, especially, um, you know, there were multiple people, not just Bronson Reed, but multiple people from NXT. The other one that like really, really 
like bugs me and I know that our, our friend over at the Hitting the Marks podcast and possibly some of our friends, even uh, JPJ, Joe Jr. in the chat here, they're probably their heads explode as well. Dude, Mercedes Martinez, <laughs> like one of right. like the most experienced, well-versed veterans in women's professional wrestling. And you go, we don't need you. We got nothing for you. Are you freaking kidding me? You have nothing for Mercedes Martinez? What is going on with this company, Carl? It's it's like, dude, the best way I can kind of word this, because now I'm genuinely getting heated. What is going on with this company? It's like they're going out of their way to like disenfranchise and make like everyone jaded and pissed off at them, whether it be fans, whether it be stockholders, whether it be talent, whether it be non-fans looking in on this product going, what is going on with this company? Like just across the board, like it's pissing everybody off. And it, it, like I said, it, it's like they're going out of their way to do that, right? Definitely. Am I am I off John base with here. that? Am I off base with that, with that opinion? Is if I am, somebody please tell me. I don't believe that you are. I, I really don't. And I, dude, I, I love professional wrestling. I, I put that right now for anybody who's watching new. Dude, we are part of a wrestling outfit called Love Wrestling, and we came into that fold because we love wrestling, and I love wrestling. Yeah. Yep. I, I can say it a million, million times, but when I see BS on a large scale, I call it out. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Some people are like, oh, no, 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 it'll be okay. No, it's it, right right now, it's effed, for lack of a better term. I'm keeping this as PG as I possibly can, but there are some weird, funky stuff going on behind the scenes with WWE, Carl. There definitely is. Our friend John in the chat saying not with Becky Lynch yet to give you a little bit of understanding on that. They have not announced a Becky Lynch return yet on my end of things. Super quick for that. She's kind of spoiling it herself when she continues to post pictures and, and, and stuff on Instagram and Twitter about where she is and what's happening. She's kind of spoiling it herself. So for that one still, it seems kind of, you know, can I out there. speak on Becky Lynch possibly in a possible hot take? You sure can. In just a moment, okay. though, I have to put up here JPJ yeah. saying Mar- Mercedes Martinez. Yeah, anytime that I can see or hear that name, I want to see it and hear it. So, yeah, there yeah. we go. Uh, yeah, one, one more time. Okay, Joe, go ahead. Hot take. I am, this is going back a little while now. I am normally not somebody who agrees with Mr. Jim Cornette on anything. But going back when when Becky got pregnant and took this leave of absence, however you want to call it, you know, he very much said mm-hmm. it as it's like a professional athlete, athlete being signed to a big deal and then like right away doing something so that you can't live up to that contract. Uh, I, I am a big Becky Lynch fan. I love you know, that steampunk-ish kind of character that she had in XT. I'm a big, a big fan of a lot of stuff that she's done. But sure. when you sign a big term contract to a lot of money in a multi-year thing and then like right after that you do something to basically make it so that you're just getting paid to really do anything again a bit of a hot take i think that a lot of companies would then like when you're about set to come back they would just probably just go but okay see you later we, we, we can't rely on you i i know it, it's maybe you can't necessarily plan and predict these kind of things but like the, the timing was very suspect. Like she just she had just signed a big deal, and then boom, she got pregnant. Right, it's it's a tough deal. I, I know not a lot of people are going to agree with me on that, but that is something I actually do agree with uh, our friend Mr. Jim Cornette. I use that term very loosely. That uh, I do feel that she kind of could have gotten herself in a lot of hot water, and, and, and there's still a potential for that to happen. And given what this company is up to these days, she might come back, and they might just go, "Okay, see you later." You know, you play with the last beer contract and we're just going to send you a packing. So condoms break. Birth control doesn't always work. It isn't as though they sat at home and were like, <laughs> let's scheme and plan this out that I get pregnant just after I sign a big yeah. contract. That's bullshit. Yeah. Um, that's life. That happens. Oh, I, I mean, understand. Yeah. Right. But so at the very least the timing is suspect. But again, I'm well, hot take Joe today. So. It's it's pregnant. <laughs> it's pregnancy. I hear you. It's pregnancy. You, you. It's, it's yeah. 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 S- speaking of women <laughs> within the professional Ooh, wrestling world, segue. we're talking about Becky Lynch. 
we were talking about Mercedes Martinez. Let's talk a little bit about Chelsea Green. This is interesting. Miss Chelsea Green, her legal name, Chelsea Green, has been in a legal battle with the WWE and the uh, court systems of the United States of America. The reasoning for that is because the WWE has been trying to take copyright ownership of her legal given name. I am no lawyer, but I think that that's something that could definitely just kind of be thrown out with proof and documentation showing that that is her legal name. Mighty Joe. (laughs) This blows my mind. Has the WWE seriously lost their heads? Totally? Because trying to copyright somebody's legal name is pure bullshit. Especially (laughs) since she's not even with the company anymore. Yeah. Give me me something on this. I mean... I, I'm pointing right here, guys. If you're watching the video, uh, I'm we're in distress right now. The WWE is in distress, as you can see with this flag right behind me. Okay, and 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 in Canada, an upside down flag can mean that we are upset with, or we have distaste for. <laughs> um, either way you look at it, whether the WWE is in distress or we are just have distaste for it right now there it is clearly for you and this i have total distaste for it's the type of thing i'm not going to necessarily play devil's advocate here carl but i I think this is it's interesting because i I think it is a bit of a gray area here and again it has largely to do because you know yes that, that that is her given birth name but yet, then at the same time, it was kind of trademarked as a as a cop as as a WWE kind of trademark. It, it's 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 the type of thing that I think that we could probably revisit this. Hopefully, possibly maybe in the uh, in the recent uh, in the upcoming future here. If any of our friends in the chat are like paralegals, or you know somebody that's like a lawyer or something that has some spare time and want to come on our program, send them our way so that we can actually pick their brains on this because I'm I'm very interested in this because it, it, it's interesting because. I, you know, I'm not just completely ignorance on this thing, but I don't know a lot about this legal aspect of this. Um, it's tough. <laughs> and I, I'm trying, trying to figure out how I'm going to kind of say this. that Because uh, I understand both sides of the argument here. With her, it's her given name. Um, she should just be able to do whatever with it. But then when you sign on that dotted line with WWE, you, know, you kind of become their property, uh, so to speak, okay. right? Even though they, yep. they claim you're an independent contractor and all that kind of stuff. But um, damn, like it, it, it's it, it's tough because, like, even when she goes out now, like, is she still allowed to use that name? And does she does does she have to pay a WWE royalties? It, dude, it, it's a tough situation. I can't really give a hundred percent opinion on because when it comes to law i just i don't know much about it and uh so like i said i'm i'm kind of sitting on this fence here going i totally understand chelsea's uh take and wwe's side of things too i i I kind of understand as well because she signed a contract with them and i'm sure there's something in there about intellectual property uh some wrestlers a little bit more shrewd about protecting um their name and and their um stuff like that so when they do and potentially go elsewhere but um, it's a type of thing I can't give a definitive answer or opinion because I just I know so little about the legal system when it comes to that stuff. Understand that. First off, before I get to this comment here in the chat, uh, Fragilities, thank you so much for the follow on Twitch. We really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Feel free to leave us a comment as well. We would appreciate that. Next comment here from JPJ is Vince purposefully sabotaging the company so he doesn't have to give it away when he gets too old or passes. Crazy, I know, but these moves make zero sense. Before you catch up on that, um, maybe not scum. I I do get what you're saying, where you're coming from. I do. Maybe not scum, but um, uh, fragile. I don't know, like, like, um, old dementia, like 
something. Something something is is really really off there. Um, he, he's he's living in the past. He definitely is. He's living like it's back in the you know seventies and eighties era of professional wrestling, which right now. We're in 2021, man. We are no longer in 1970 or yeah. 1980. Now, like, I, I'm one of Vince's biggest critics, probably. Yeah. But Chris uh, Terezi there saying that uh, that Vince is scum. I cannot agree with that statement or even uh, encourage uh, people to, to, to wear it that way because it's not an accurate statement to, to, to make. Has, has Vince does some foolish and some stupid things? Sure, we all have. But this situation isn't just, it's, it's not just a Vince type of thing here. Um, has he encouraged some of this behavior and some of this kind of stuff to happen? Probably, yes. But it's not, we can't just blame one person. Uh, I mean, this is a combination of a lot of things for a long time that have been building up, you know, with, with people not there to, to keep the man in charge in check when when stupid ideas come down the pipe and like hey you know let's take one of our top guys one of our best talkers and let's put it, him in the middle of a ring and talk to an entire crowd with a gas mask covering his mouth and expect him to perform as well as he can it's it's stuff like that right but yeah. but to, to to just directly call Vince scum I cannot agree with or encourage that I I just I, I can't I don't want to be mean to it to our viewer but that's not a fair statement to to, to make uh it, like I said it, it's a WWE issue is Vince at the core of the problem sure you can d- definitely and I even made that statement but to to just flat out call Vince scum that I I, I, I no that, that's not, not, the, not the case. And everybody is entitled to their opinion, sure. and we welcome sure. everybody's opinion. We definitely yeah. do. Um, so please don't think that we're just shitting all over you no. because we're not. We're just kind of adding to and yeah. giving our opinions and how we view that situation. So, exactly. Chris, thank you so much for the comment. We really do appreciate yes. it. Moving back to JPJ's here, uh, Vince purposefully sabotaging the company. I mean, that's... Um, that's tough to say, too. Yeah. But... yeah. Is that, I'm trying to think now, it, could that be a way to prevent him from having to, to sell, to maybe make the, comp, uh, the product unattractive for a potential buyer? Man, if you, if you could prove that to be the case, that would be really, really, really something. Uh, I, I could totally see that train of thought, possibly as well. Man, at, at the very, very least, <laughs> it's bizarre uh, in, uh, from like no matter which angle you approach it from. Um, it, it's a really a head scratcher. I've been, I've been since these mass releases have started, like, I'm just mm-hmm. like, I'm still scratching my head trying to figure out the direction that's going, whether it's selling, whether it's self-sabotage, whether it's all the combined together, man, man. It definitely is something. This has been a very, very weird summer of 2021. Yeah. Speaking of summers, Let's talk a little SummerSlam right now, but we're not actually going to talk about any of the matches. We're going to talk about a little bit of a rumor that is out there that uh, I want to get your, again, hot take on, Mighty Joe, because that seems to be what the show has been today. (laughs) Mighty Joe's hot takes, and that's okay. The uh, rumor and speculation right now is that SummerSlam is going to be filled with title changes happening um what do you think about that are you okay with multiple title changes happening during one show we'll we'll, we'll, uh, get there just back briefly i will always give my honest take for better or for worse um if it's a hot take then so it so happens to be that (laughs) um with titles changing hands especially at what should be a high caliber show like SummerSlam as it should be it's supposed to be and it was for a long time one of the big four shows for summer for WWE throughout the year not so much recently but at these big shows it really should be the culmination of a, of a build over a long sp- uh, period of time that would typically you know depending on how you're doing it to where the you know the the good guys finally overcoming the bad guy to possibly win a title or on the other or on the other side of things. So I mean, by traditional wrestling booking logic, I mean you would typically see a lot of titles change at a big event. But I mean, to to have every title change hands, 
that to me kind of looks more like, you know, maybe we don't have so much confidence in our current title holders that we need to totally shift off of everybody or whether it's whoever's making those decisions, maybe isn't seeing clearly possibly, but it's, it's, it's a tough thing because typically, I mean, I'm dating myself with this, but usually when it comes to a championship title holder in a company, that is somebody that has you know spent some time with a wrestling company and has proved that they can draw on money, that they can draw attention to the to the product, and you earn that ability to then be the face of the company to carry that championship. But to be like constantly shifting and be shifting all the way across the board, I mean, that just lends to kind of the the bigger kind of situation that we've got here just uncertainty is seems to be the um the word of the hour here (laughs) definitely i mean this is something that is rumored so please do not take this as total fact this is just purely rumor and speculation that we have been hearing and seeing out there right now and not that all the titles are going to change but the majority of them are probably going to change i would definitely enjoy if they were just kind of stooging us (laughs) with this it would be real nice yeah and then uh, you know only have a couple of title changes because like you mentioned the big four okay so you've got wrestlemania you've got the royal rumble wrestlemania SummerSlam, and survivor series those are the big yeah. four should be still so okay wrestlemania is where everything culminates that's where storylines finish that's where storylines begin And then you continue things through. So you start working with these different storylines. And, oh, by SummerSlam, well, if something's not working out too well, okay, let's make that change. Oh, but it's working real good? Okay, let's push that all the way to Survivor Series now. And then take a look and reevaluate. And does it need to change? Okay, let's change. Oh, but it doesn't. Let's continue that right to the Royal Rumble. Right? Like, for me, that's how I think it should be. Definitely. And just as you said, now, are they just pissed off with absolutely everything that's going on right now and want a total shift of everything? Because that's how it seems, man. Yeah. And it just, and too often as well, WrestleMania has been really guilty of this is where, you know, instead of all of our storylines and things coming to a crescendo at WrestleMania, it's like the stories are just kicking off at WrestleMania. It's so off kilter. And then, but more of kind of what's happening leading up to all these big shows is that it's not a consistent cohesive bill because it's all 50, 50. Like, like we have, yeah. like, for example, uh, coming out of, um, the thing with, um, was it, uh, Damien priest and bad bunny, you know, after following that, we had, Priest getting beat by uh, Bad Bunny with his pants around his ankles, right? Like you, you need it, like it, it, there's no, like no consistency that like, this fifty fifty um, match stuff like with winning and losing like it's just it, it just it results in no long term investment towards the conclusions of these storylines. That that's ultimately uh, one of the issues in a group of many. I, I would definitely have to agree right. with that. Long term, we're talking long term right now. Before we get to our next topic, we are actually going to take a commercial break and we are going to hear from our good friends over at collarandelbowbrand.com. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. The 
dictionary defines hero as a person who is admired or idealized for courage, outstanding achievements, or noble qualities. Being a hero in life is far more than words printed on a page. It takes an unwavering code, a compass that points true north always. And in times like these, it takes sacrifice. Hero shouldn't be a word defined by a dictionary. It's a word that should be defined by the best of us. Hero has a new definition. Welcome back to Turnbuckle Talk. Thank you to all of our amazing fans and supporters. As you see in the ticker there down below, we always want to make sure that we're giving thanks to you guys. One of the ways that you can thank us is by going to collarandelbowbrand.com where you can use our promo code JKPODCAST to get yourself 10% off your entire purchase. What does that do for us? Well, we get just a little bit of a kickback from your purchase that you make, which helps go towards our Podbean account and towards StreamYard. So anybody that goes, I get uh, reports when people are, uh, are, are have gone there and uh, reports when people have used our promo code. So we appreciate all of you that do. Thank you so much. Uh, I am always wearing my Color and Elbow branded hat. I love this thing. I've had it for like three, four years now. Still fits real nice, still real comfortable. I absolutely love it. Mighty Joe, we're going to move on here to something that um, is really, really making some waves within the world of wrestling right now. And not just with the WWE, but this is kind of making shockwaves throughout the entire wrestling community right now. Uh, The WWE used to work out of a place called Full Sail Island, and it seems as though they're full sailing off to a full change. And that's one of the reasons why we had these 15 people released from NXT going by reports that have been put out there. Um, Mr. Vincent Kennedy McMahon, um, and I'm sorry if people are offended by this, but again, okay, this is coming back to when I say that Vince McMahon is stuck in like the 70s, 80s mentality. Vince McMahon's words have been, I don't want any midgets. Yeah, he said that. He said that. I don't want any midgets. So essentially what he's talking about is he doesn't want smaller guys. And he said, nobody over the age of 30. So we're looking at Mm. NXT becoming not necessarily a brand anymore, but more turning towards going back to a developmental area where we're going to have large Big, sweaty men under 30 years old. I do not like this at all. Joe, shoot. All right. So this might be like the the big hot take for the week here. So back on what you just said. All right. So Vince doesn't want anybody over 30. Uh, The majority of the people that he pushes to the moon are over 30 years old. Midgets. Not an offensive term because midget wrestling has always been a thing and midget wrestlers prefer to be called midget wrestlers. It's not an offensive term to them. Let's just pull our head over asses on that one. Yes, but I do, I do have to just throw in there for a second for yeah. you. He's not specifically talking about midget wrestling. Okay. He's talking about smaller guys. <laughs> okay. That's what yeah. he's talking about. So yeah. like our size, yeah. like five five foot yeah. seven, five foot eight, yeah. right? Because for for a stint in WWE, we had midget wrestlers, and that was Vince's idea. So him saying that he doesn't like those two things, he's contradicting himself um, in the large scope of things. But with the NXT, the, the bigger issue at hand here, kind of what we've feared is coming to be here, Carl. Um, I, I have stated on a regular, regular basis, not only is NXT WWE's best product, but it, it should be presented as the as part of the main roster. Because it very much should be that. But now, like, we're going to... I am all for developing, especially homegrown talent inside of this company. That's what the Performance Center is for. Okay? We, we have top-tier people 
we're on that um, on multiple levels, helping with promo work, helping with the in-ring work, character building, and that kind of stuff. Um, sharpening each other inside the ring. The Performance Center is one of the best training places in the world. But to lower NXT down to this is such a big mistake here, Carl. Such a big mistake that there's a lot of cool stuff happening inside of NXT. Now, of course, we are missing some people there now, but this is just such a bad idea across the board, man. Just if this goes back to it not really being presented like as an actual wrestling show, and if they go or if they go back to it being like a game show and that kind of stuff, oh, man, I'm just uh, I'm I'm so concerned because I get like I said I, I'm sound like a broken record. NXT is the best weekly product that they churn out every single week, and if this goes to it becoming just pure developmental with younger guys. Not nothing against them. I'm sure that maybe it could still be entertaining to a certain extent, but it's, I don't even know if you could really call it an NXT because that's not what NXT is about. No, it, it, def- it definitely is it, not. It doesn't work on every level. I, I, I It's, again, I, I, my mind is uh, boggled by this, so to speak. It, it's such a weird lateral move. It really is a weird lateral move. Lateral moves, I mean... Here's what, yeah. what I think. And, and I know I, I wasn't going to point my finger directly at Vince, but maybe I will on this one. I, I think part of the issue here is that higher up we've, we've realized, and I've stated this before, that Vince doesn't like it when something that he hasn't pushed is getting over. And NXT, like the stuff with like Ellie Knight and Cameron Grimes and that kind of stuff, these guys have gotten themselves over so much on, on their own, uh, by their own accord that... The people higher up, and yeah, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Vince to a large extent have seen us, and they don't like it because it's compromised their other brands. It's to to the point where NXT is more over than the what's perceived as the main shows, <laughs> and I think that yep. that is a bit of what uh, is causing this. That uh, these guys have gotten over, and we're gonna clip their wings before they soar too high. And what totally sucks about that entire thing is that really this is something that uh, Triple H came into and really uh, was was given to him and said, here, run with this. See what you can do. And look at what he did. And now that it has become so successful, we're looking at uh, things now going, or we're not, but, you know, higher up is looking at that going, uh, uh, maybe this is, they're doing too good now, right? Which, which totally... Totally sucks. Now, if they are going to take it back to a developmental type of of uh, situation, what I would like to see with this then is still make it as if it's a program, but more of a behind the scenes program like Tough Enough. Okay, if that's what you want to do, you want to build homegrown talents that have not been in the professional wrestling business before. This is how you do it. I totally get it. But make it an entertaining type of situation without all the other bullshit of uh, obstacle courses and all that other crap that they put in there. Just actually show them training. Show what it takes to become a WWE superstar. And not that anyone is going to be eliminated and taken out of the situations, but everybody is training. Right, like that. Yeah. That I would be okay with that. So I think you hit on something with, with, the, with the homegrown talent, because what then they they could do is that they could really mold these people into um, how their their system works. Like, okay, you know, you're going to get over when we say you get over. Whereas yes. with like and at large, a lot of these names that have gotten released, you know, outside of the WWE, they're so used to working on the independent scene in a way where the promoter would say, okay, you know, we're bringing you in, and your job. <laughs> is to get yourself over. That's how a lot of, so much of these talents are used to, to working. You know, whether it be it your, your Keith Lees and, and, and even some of the ones that have gone up to the main shows, they're so used to that mentality. It's like, I can do everything I can to get myself over. Whereas on the WWE side of things, you get over when we tell you that you get over. Pure and simple. I will even go back as far as saying that somebody like AJ Styles... CM Punk, yeah. Daniel Bryan, even those guys, they were shown the exact, they were in the independent scene before coming up. Samoa Joe, another one, right? And they are so used to that mentality of 
it's about me and I have to get myself over and the promoter has brought me in, which means he has faith in me. So I have to be at my top game to put butts into the seats. So that's the mentality that they have and they have to get themselves over to get those other promoters to look at them and go, hey, 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 yeah, we want you to come over here as well. And they obviously did it well enough for themselves that the conglomerate itself says, hey, 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 come on over here. When you mentioned AJ, a bit of an anomaly in that scenario because he is uniquely positioned because, you know, he came in and bypassed all of the developmental NXT yes. stuff, but also when called upon, when they needed somebody, hey, you know, we had somebody, an injury, I can't remember exactly what it was, somebody had to pull out. AJ flew like halfway around the world to make that matchup happen. And since then, he has been uh, tops with Vince. So um, yep. so good on AJ for doing that because, I mean, he, he is, his position is likely secure for a long time but right. you know, stranger things have happened and have been happening but um, but yeah man I, got, I think that's another core of the problem here is that so many of these guys and girls uh, are used to working that way and are actually very very good at it so um, yeah it, it's it's a weird and wacky time to be watching what this company is doing because you know at the same time with us calling all this kind of stuff out again I want to stress we don't want the WWE fail. We want them to be succeed, but we also don't sugarcoat the BS when it happens because it, they need 100. to be brought to task because we hold, maybe to a fault, progressing to a very, very high standard. And we want them to be successful. But at the same time, doing this stuff doesn't help their case. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely does not. We enjoy professional wrestling. We love professional wrestling. We enjoy watching the professional wrestling. That brings us to... Our match of the week. Mighty Joe, I'm going to let you go first on this one. Let me know what your match of the week has been. Yeah, man, this is this is a good one. And uh, I'm going to kill it's two... It's a good one. <laughs> I'm going to kill two birds with one stone with this one because not only was this my match of the week, this is also going to be a plug for one of our friends as well. Um, this is coming from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Surprise, surprise. Big Joe likes a match in, in Japan Pro Wrestling. I will be talking about not only this match, but the entire show coming up this week on Destiny with Michael Jargo, myself, and Billy Ray Valentine nice. from the Wrestle Grand Slam from the Tokyo Dome. I am, of course, talking about the matchup for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship between Shingo Takagi and Hiroshi Tanahashi. This was a fantastic match. It wasn't from this week. We're going back to the 25th of July, but I'm just watching this to get prepared so that I can hang with the best with uh, Jargo and um, Billy Ray Valentine over there. But such a good match. A bit of a long one, almost 30 minutes, but, I mean, you're talking to the best over in Japan right now. Shingo, like we were just talking about with these NXT guys, he is so good at getting himself over with that audience over there. They absolutely adore Shingo over there. And, I mean, on the other half of that match, I mean, Hiroshi Tanahashi, uh, he's their version of John Cena over there, and he can do no wrong, yeah. seemingly. So just a, a great matchup. Uh, if you can find the ability to watch it, I highly, highly recommend it. And also in that show, just a little side note, in the um, kind of their version of the Rumble at the beginning of that match, Carl's guy, Chase Owens, ended up winning that match. So thumbs up to Mr. Chase Owens. He uh, uh, had a nice uh, opener to that show. Oh, yes, he did. That was fantastic to see and witness. My match of the week is coming from, well, if you haven't seen it yet, you're going to have to go and watch our Turnbuckle Rewind or listen to it because this one here, unfortunately, we cannot put out onto the tube of use for you to watch as it is a WWE program show. We are talking this week on Turnbuckle Rewind about Bray Wyatt versus The Undertaker from WrestleMania. Just coming off of, you know, a year after being uh, beat and the streak ending. Yeah, unfortunately, the streak ended. But 
we come to this. And absolutely fantastic. I, I, I loved watching this matchup. Yeah. It is available on YouTube from the WWE, so you can go and watch it that way. And if you can, I recommend you do. Yeah. Weird situation, because we've hit on this before, just on a little side tangent. It's... I may get some heat for the statement, but I, I, I think Carl feels the same way as me on this. It is free to, to watch on YouTube, but if we were to include it on a YouTube video that we were posting, we would get a copyright claim takedown, which makes zero sense to me whatsoever. Right? But zero. I digress. I don't understand I that. digress on that. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, let's get to some... Breaking news. So I've got just one quick little thing here on breaking news, and I'm hoping that maybe you have a little something as well. Uh, We got just a little bit of an update here for you. We talked a little bit earlier about Chelsea Green and the legal battles that she has been having with the WWE in regards to her own personal name. The WWE has actually filed for the rights for that through the Copyright Office of America. I have just learned that they have since retorted that. So they are not. They have withdrawn their application, and that means Chelsea Green woohoo, gets to keep her own name and is in the process of getting it into the copyright office for herself. She's a great example that, you know, coming out of the WWE that you can have a tremendous amount of success and maybe even achieve more success. Uh, She's going to be doing stuff with Ring of Honor, uh, with that Power Show with NWA, um, and props to her. Um, She deserves all the success that she has. She does a great job. She's even currently doing a little bit too of uh, sort of a version of that hot mess character that she does, which is so, so good. She plays that so good that uh, I'm excited to see what uh, Chelsea Green does because she is very, very entertained to watch on the women's side of things. Definitely. John, hey, how's it going? (laughs) So... You don't you don't have anything else for breaking news that you're aware of? I have one that I want to bring up that um, we may end up having a hot take on as well. It does appear that uh, a certain goat has been getting into the gym and preparing to come back to the ring potentially. And we were talking about Mr. Ric Flair uh, at, I believe, 72 years old. Don't do it. Don't do it, please. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. Please don't. Don't do it. <laughs> I understand that Rick has the desire to get back. I totally understand. He's, I guess, just said the my humble opinion, likely the greatest wrestler of all time. He has an itch to get back in the ring. I get it. You are sure. seventy-two years old for your body of work and what you have accomplished in the wrestling business. You do not owe the wrestling business one iota. No. Stick to go be a mind in the business. Help groom some of the younger talent. Be a producer. Maybe even be something, help run some of these other companies. But as for getting back into the ring, I am one of Rick's biggest cheerleaders and fans. And I do not want to see him get back to the wrestling and back to the wrestling ring because I think he would be doing himself a huge disservice because he just, he physically, he cannot be what he was and should be it would just don't do it don't do it i i fully agree with that please do not do it okay last little piece of breaking news that i've got is anybody that decided to watch raw last (sighs) night saw that at the end yes i'm giving some spoiler alerts here at the end of the show it seemed as though rk bro was breaking up Okay, as it turns out, after Raw went off of the air, John Cena came out to the ring and played Peacemaker Hmm. and has hugged it out with Riddle and Randy Orton after the cameras turned 
off. Then we got a dark match where Cena would team up with Damian Priest to take on Jinder Mahal and Veer in tag team action. But uh, interesting that, uh, you know, in today's day and age with the cell phones and the recording and the whoop and a whoop and a boop, boop, boop that can happen in today's society, we are seeing this. This isn't something that the WWE has put out. This is what fans recorded. Yeah. Ah, I'm okay with that, to be honest with you. I am. But now, if they're going to try to keep them together, they're going to have to storyline figure something out because Randy Orton uh, RKO'd Riddle inside that ring. You can't just show up the next week and be like, hey, buddy, good to see you. Let's go. Well, you know, WWE is notorious for trying to, you know, pretend like some things didn't happen, but... uh, Having said that, too, I personally think that the money to be made with these two is in a nice long, drawn-out few with the both of them. Because I do think that they are both very, very good. But against each other, I think, is where... Like, if you can be really creative and do, like, a proper old-school program between two wrestlers, you could really mm-hmm. do something cool here. But I, I just... And not not to be a, a Debbie Downer here, but I just, I, I just currently don't have faith that this company can do that. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. I know, I know. I, I, I totally understand where you're coming from, and it freaking yeah. sucks. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us today. Wait a second. We're going to take one more commercial break here. And before we do, I already saw Raw last night, guys. Good. Huh. Good. Because... <laughs> I spoiled. I spoiled the ending. It's I'm okay. sorry. Yeah. I mean, and sorry. Not had to sorry. Sit, sorry, I had to sit through three hours of raw. But I'm, hopefully, you <laughs> enjoyed. Hopefully, you enjoyed some aspects of it. Let's hope so. Talking about some good professional wrestling, we're going to take a quick commercial break here and hear from our friends over at OVW. Hi, my name is Barry Radcliffe. You might recognize me from such films as The Longest Ride or Dead Too. Now, as a successful actor, I have two planes, a supermodel wife countless exotic cars, and a ton of cash. You might think it couldn't get any better than this, but you'd be wrong for only $4.99. You could get OVWWrestlingNetwork.com. That's OVWWrestlingNetwork.com for only $4.99. Now, will your life be as good as this? No. Will it be better? Yes, and I guarantee that. That's not valid anywhere. OVWWrestlingNetwork.com is only $4.99. Tomorrow's yesterday is today. Price is so low, they're insane. OVWWrestlingNetwork.com. It's only $4.99 a month. In between excitement, me too. OVWWrestlingNetwork.com is only $4.99 a month. You get that incredible value. She cost me $17 million and I loved it. Want a real value? OVWWrestlingNetwork.com. It's only $4.99. That's a price so low. Well, it's insane. (laughs) And there we go. Welcome back to Turnbuckle Talk. Yes, we are coming to the end of the show, but again, As you see in the ticker below, thank you to our amazing fans and supporters. We love absolutely each and every one of you. Thank you so much for tuning in, for subscribing. If you have not subscribed yet over on our YouTube channel, search out Turnbuckle Studios. You will see a black and white logo with just a T and an S. That is Turnbuckle Studios. Please go over there. Click that subscribe button. Click that notification bell so that you get an alert every time a new video is put up or we go live. What an absolute honor it is to be able to do this for all of you. And a brief thing as well. Uh, sorry, uh, apologies to our uh, viewers watching us on Twitch. It looks like there was a little bit of a, uh, a hiccup earlier. Uh, maybe you lost the feed a little bit. Uh, that's not unique to us. Uh, uh, I guess a fair amount of content creators have had some dropouts happening on Twitch. So it looks like it's been rectified. And uh, sorry for yes. anybody watching if you uh, uh, went black there for a little bit. And that is recently, just within the last yeah. uh, about week, about six, seven days that uh, Twitch has been having some issues. Yeah. So, yes, thank you so much, Mighty Joe, for catching that and picking up on that. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Now we come to what seems to be everybody's favorite <laughs> time of the week. We are talking about our... Mm-hmm. 
Showstopper segment. This week's Showstopper segment is actually brought to you by our good friend, Bubba Duke, (laughs) who had come up with this one and sent it to me as a discussion topic. And I absolutely loved this one to the point where I said, yes, that is a Showstopper segment. So thank you, Bubba Duke of The Boar's Nest on Facebook. Go and check him out as well over there there the showstopper that he came up with this week and i'm just going to kind of read it out as it was put out given all the current wwe issues is it time for vince to step down or will a mutiny have to happen first so we're already in a mutiny state here in uh studio with the upside down wwe flag um this one this one we have talked about a little bit before we have talked about vince stepping down before but we have never talked about an actual mutiny happening within the company mighty joe please 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 give it to me give it to me give me your take on a mutiny happening in the wwe well, this very much ties into the bulk of the conversation that we've had today. So uh, it's, it's a great showstopper something to have because it fits in very nicely what's going on here. We're off the hop on as much of a positive note as I can about this. I will say that Vincent Kennedy McMahon Jr. is likely going to go down in history as one of the most influential people in professional wrestling without Vincent Kennedy McMahon Jr., we would not likely have professional wrestling on television. Pure and simple. Vince's legacy is fantastic, okay? Yes. But at the same time, that legacy is great, but then if you are doing things that aren't living up to that legacy for a long period of time, it becomes harder and harder and harder to defend him when this kind of stuff happens with the releases, with the absolutely idiotic, asinine decisions. Again, Vince is fantastic. I I, I get people messaging me all the time, Joe, you're just a Vince hater. No, (laughs) I'm being just being brutally honest about what I see and and what uh, is going on. But (sighs) when it comes to a mutiny, let's be honest though, this is not a unionized work environment. Um, a mutiny just cannot happen because the way that that company is structured, it's, I, I, I just, I personally don't see it. I, I mean, I, I think it would be a big kick in the pants to maybe send things in a possible right direction, but at the same time too, that could lead to a really big set of problems here because I've always made the, uh, the speculation that, you know, if he were to get rid of all of these talents, what Vince would likely do is just hire a bunch of wrestlers and teach them how to, or sorry, rewind, hire a bunch of actors and then just teach them how to wrestle. And that would be absolutely disastrous unless you just wanted to go purely to it being a completely staged television show, television show and just call it entertainment and like essentially leave wrestling right off the table. This is just an entertainment show at this point. Right. Um, and again, you know, this brings up the, the possibility of unionization. Another thing that is, you know, a great idea on paper and ideologically wise, but in to be realistic here, I don't ever see it happening. To 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 get the entire industry to come together on something like that, I would like to see it, but realistically, I don't think it'll happen in our lifetime. Um, yeah. It's disappointing because, like I said earlier, I, I love the WWE. There's enough good stuff in the it, there in the bank that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna boycott or say I'm not gonna watch the WWE. There's so many great moments and memories that it's still on life support for myself. I'm not giving up on the WWE, but there, whatever the change is, it needs to happen because AEW stepping their game up. Yes. New Japan is creeping over into North America. Yeah. When crowds get back, Ring of Honor could be on a bit of a, a resurgence as well. Impact is on a bit of a resurgence again. If WWE thinks that they're still the only show in town, they are sadly mistaken at this point. And 
if they still think that their brand and their other brands like WrestleMania, that they still have the cash and still draw just on the name itself, that is uh, delusional thinking as well. It was true up to a certain point, but now not the case anymore. There's real legitimate competition in town and a change and an adjustment needs to be made to stay relevant. And even with the networks as well, Fox with, uh, with, with SmackDown, they're not impressed as well with uh, some of the names that have been let go and whatnot. Right. Yeah, it, it's such up in the air right now. And I, again, I want to stress, we want the WWE to succeed, but some type of shift and change needs to happen. What exactly that is, I can merely speculate and throw suggestions out there. Whether any of them happen, that's really up to them. I think all the boys in the back and the ladies in the back need to just say, we're sick of this bullshit. Here's what we're doing. We're not showing up for two or three weeks. What are you going to do then? Oh, oh, right. Now all of these, uh, you know, sponsors are going to be coming after you going, uh, where's, where's, we're paying for sponsorship. What's going on here? Right. And then you're really going to have to seriously think about and contemplate things. Definitely. I think a mutiny is something that could happen. Will it? Probably not because these people are still getting their paychecks and still going out there and, and doing their, their job, doing the work. So I totally totally get that we're gonna move away from that topic now because you know what mighty joe you hit it right on the head with that thanks man thanks i tried well we are (laughs) what we are gonna get to here just super quickly i want uh just uh like a minute and a half on this okay uh triple h as a booker what are your thoughts on that joe Triple H is a great mind for the business. Has done fantastic things with NXT. When it comes to the mindset, though, Triple H is very similar to, to Vince. He likes a lot of the big guys as well. Um, but I think that he, Triple H could do very good uh, in that position, even higher up. But it wouldn't be like a paradigm shift that would happen. Uh, I don't want to burst anybody's bubble, but it wouldn't be like this savior coming in to save the masses type of a type of thing. Triple H is very, very good, but he's not like a, a huge game changer. Uh, like even in his wrestling career, we have to remember H was not a big main event guy. He was the guy that he was the foil. He was the one to get the other guys over. That is where his strength lies. Definitely. Um, yeah. On my side of things, we almost kind of saw uh, triple H as Booker uh, with, within NXT. So, yeah, I mean, we kind of did get to see a little bit of that, which has actually been, you know, fantastic and uh, maybe a little too fantastic as well, as you heard previously. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in to this week's episode of Turnbuckle Talk. Before we go, a couple of housekeeping items. Number one, we're going to talk about our friends over at Phoenix at fnxfit.com. Go and use our promo code TBTALKPOD for 15% off your entire purchase over at fnxfit.com. What do they do? They do health supplements. They do workout supplements. They do workout gear for you as well. If you're looking for any of that to get yourself into the best shape that you can be in, go and check out fnxfit.com. We have talked about collarandelbowbrand.com. We'll throw that out one more time. JK Podcast is the promo code for 10% off your purchase. Follow us on our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TBTalkPod. Mighty Joe, tell us about, well, we don't really get to talk about these people very much, but I don't know, maybe maybe soon we can maybe develop a little bit more with these people, but tell us, tell us something really cool about, um, besides our other program, tell us something really cool about Love Wrestling. It's been an absolute pleasure and an honor to have been brought in to be part of this extremely talented group of people that is growing uh, on the daily, it seems. And um, I, I get to do so much great stuff over there. Um, coming up this Thursday, producing Between Two Beards, which, I mean, just, it's 
it doesn't even feel like it's something that I have to be like, okay, you know, got to go produce the two beer show with uh, Plugo and JPJ. It's an absolutely honor. And uh, I adore working uh, for those guys and producing uh, the absolute great content that they put out there. And everybody else over there, Josh Robinson, um, the interviews with, with Spencer, our, our Twitch exclusive blowing off stream. I mean, there, there's so much cool stuff going on there that I don't have enough time to, to mention it all. Just go over <laughs> and, and check it out. And, um, it's just a, it's a bit of a very humbling experience and just great to see the, uh, it growing as a platform and we're just it's speaking for Carl as well on this one it, it's just it's uh, it's an honor to be doing stuff with other people that love wrestling that is correct and over on lovewrestling.ca we have a program over there called Turnbuckle Rewind next week on Turnbuckle Rewind we are going to be talking about Unbreakable 2005 a TNA Impact Wrestling show where we had AJ Styles versus Christopher Daniels versus Samoa Joe an absolute (laughs) barn burner of a matchup I am really looking forward to this and uh by the look of the expression on Mighty yeah. Joe's face, it's first time he heard about is it. too. It's the first time I've yeah, heard it about is. it. I'm stoked. So that's a good one. Awesome. Again, as you see in the ticker below, thank you to all of our amazing fans and supporters. We love each and every one of you. Thank you again for tuning in to Turnbuckle Talk. For Mighty Joe, I am Carl Carafel, and we will see you on the next one. It's me, it's me, it's an honor to be the beat. As you can tell in the background, we are out celebrating. That is what we do here at HittingTheMarks.com. And I invite everyone to continue to tune in to Turnbuckle Talk, but check out all of our other shows. We have content, especially led up by the flagship show. You can find that all at HittingTheMarks.com. Run.